Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're talking about the 2020 phenomenon that is TikTok. I've got Khalil Gonzalez from Optimal Agency with me. Uh, they were one of the first ad partners of TikTok, so they're super close to the platform. They really understand the audience there, the sort of content that works and really resonates with TikTok users. Obviously, TikTok's exploded over the last year and the content consumption is incredible. While a lot of people think the audience is teens and so probably not really a lucrative one, you'd be surprised by some of the stats Khalil is about to share with us. So without further ado, here's Khalil to talk about how you can make money from TikTok. Hi, Khalil. Welcome to the podcast. Great to have you here. Could you tell us a bit about yourself, a bit of your background and, and what you do at the moment? Hey, Will. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So I'm the Vice President of Strategic Partnerships at Optimal Agency. Uh, we were one of TikTok's first beta advertising partners. Um, we're also a, a featured partner on Facebook, so we're a preferred partner on Facebook. The founder, Arthur Musso, and I actually got our start um, at Facebook Incorporated, where you know, Arthur was a, a lead practitioner on the e-commerce side where he, you know, developed and architected campaigns for some of the nation's, uh, some of the United States' largest e-commerce brands. Um, on my end, I focused on 12 of the largest um, advertising and media buying agencies uh, that worked on Facebook. And my job was to ensure that, you know, every dollar spent on the Facebook advertising platform was producing the, the best return on investment possible. So, um, yeah, excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Great. So, yeah, dealing with a hell of a lot of advertising spend uh, through Facebook then. So you must, be, must really know your stuff with that. Totally. Yes. Yeah, so it, it was um, a, a big uh, share of the pie, if you will. You know, Facebook is one of the largest um, advertising platforms when it comes to share of market. So yeah, my, my book ranged really from about, you know, 20 million to about 50 million per quarter um, when at Facebook. Um, but now with um, Optimal Agency, we actually have uh, quite a bit of spend under management, about 60 million that we manage um, between Facebook, Google, and TikTok. Um, with TikTok being one of the emerging platforms that is just, you know, a, a load of um, new interest coming from the brand side. Uh, there's a lot of excitement um, about the platform as people are learning what type of content uh, does really well on the platform. And I'm happy to talk about that as we get into the conversation. But TikTok is just a different beast. Um, we're learning it. You know, we had about five months of a head start to, to get some early learnings and begin to experiment on the TikTok platform um, prior to the uh, platform going live in early July to the general public. Um, but yeah, Facebook still has the market share or has the lion's share, I should say, when it comes to how much we're spending on these platforms. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've seen some things about, um, you know, all those big brands that pulled their their spend and it just doesn't seem to have bothered Facebook at all. So, Yeah, the the economic uh, volatility that's happening with, with Facebook specifically, it's, it's to a point where, you know, brand advertisers and even performance advertisers are learning the importance of, you know, diversification amongst the different advertising channels. They're learning the importance of liquidity. Right. And all of these traditional like finance terms and the, you know, the turbulence and the volatility within the auction and delivery market when it comes to media buying, it affects um, your overall cost per action. Right. So if you can spread out your media across a bunch of different um, channels 
and learn how to do so efficiently, you can definitely produce a, a ROI um, that is a lot more favorable than just putting all of your eggs in the Facebook basket. So I see why advertisers are pulling their spend. Um, thankfully, they do have other options and TikTok is becoming a really good competitor to the Facebooks out there. Yeah, of course. I mean, you, you've got to diversify, haven't you? It's uh, You've got one audience on Facebook, so you need to, you know, you've got to be on PPC, uh, well, Instagram as well, I suppose is a bit different. Um, and just all, all the other channels. I mean, there's there's loads of options. Um, but obviously, we're, we're talking about TikTok today. So I guess, well, from an advertising point of view, it's it's completely new. And just this year, it's kind of really exploded as a as a social media platform. So, do you want to kind of tell us a bit more about TikTok generally? I guess like who uses it, why like why has it become so popular? Um, totally. And uh, and yeah, why should brands take note? Absolutely. So, yeah, to your point, Will, um, TikTok pretty much exploded uh, this year at the start of this year, given you know quarantine and uh, stay at home orders and you know shelter in place. Um, that definitely had a tremendous uh, positive impact on TikTok. We've seen that the platform basically had the, uh, if we're talking pure stats, in Q1 of 2020, TikTok was the most downloaded app worldwide across all different um, app channels. So if we're looking at iOS and the App Store, if we're looking at the Google Play Store, you know, if we're looking at any other type of app marketplace, TikTok was the top downloaded app uh, in Q1 of this year. And that pretty much fueled all of its growth. And that momentum is just continuing to rise. So, um, you know, we're seeing, you know, again, with statistics, we're seeing that there's about 80 million monthly active users in the United States alone. Um, that climbs to about more than a half billion global monthly active users on the TikTok platform. And, you know, it's not just enough to say that these users are active month over month, but also on a daily basis, the average user is spending about 71 minutes per day on the app, which is, you know, a huge chunk of time and attention that's being spent on this platform. Um, and, you know, TikTok has been able to produce uh, an algorithm that essentially, you know, it it brings the top performing uh, content to the top of everyone's feed. So the most entertaining content is always going to be shown to users. Uh, it's very similar in flow to Instagram. If you've never used the TikTok platform, you basically scroll vertically um, and you can see, you know, new pieces of content uh, and be able to engage with it in terms of a like, comment and a share. Um, and users, I mean, they're eating it up. They, they love it. Uh, they love spending time on the app. And it's actually very different than many other platforms in the sense that um, everything, every piece of content on the TikTok platform is designed with sound on. So it is a sound on environment, unlike, you know, Instagram, unlike Facebook, every piece of content that's pushed onto the TikTok platform has some piece of audio which is dramatically changing the the advertising ecosystem because you know traditional advertisers if they were posting content to Facebook or Instagram didn't really have to worry about audio being a big component um, that drives conversion outcomes or that drives performance but on TikTok you must stay privy to the types of audio that could actually produce higher return on ad spend for you so it's a it's a bit different in terms of that landscape um, but also, you know, t 
TikTok has a, quite a bit of audience exclusivity. So what I mean by that is roughly 50% of all users on TikTok aren't accessible on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Reddit, you know, all of these other platforms that are uh, pretty dominant you can't access them unless you're on TikTok. So, you know, with all of those things combined, you know, the the quarantine that had people sitting at home looking for ways to be entertained, um, the monthly active users that are increasingly rising month after month, you know, the increasing amount of time that people are spending with this engaging content, and then the fact that, you know, audiences, audiences are exclusive to TikTok and they can only be reached on TikTok, it's breeding this... Um, this arena where advertisers, if you're not taking part in TikTok, you're pretty much, you know, losing out. Um, so it, it is a really big call to action for a lot of advertisers, whether you're on the brand side, you know, looking for reach, awareness, views of your content, um, or if you're on the performance side and looking to drive sales through your e-commerce business, or if you're looking to drive leads, you know, things that are at the bottom of the funnel that could actually produce meaningful outcomes in the sense of a, you know, a sale or a direct response from a user, you want to be on the TikTok platform. Yeah, so um, kind of, I guess, leading into the whole myths and misconceptions piece, um, mm -hmm. I think lots of people see TikTok as quite obviously a very young demographic. Um, I remember, you know, I've, I've seen some stuff saying like generally the audience is kind of under 18, mm -hmm. um, which obviously impacts how marketers would would consider approaching it. Obviously, there's lots oh, of businesses out there that, are, that wouldn't go near uh, the kind of late teens because they're just mm -hmm. not, not a relevant audience or obviously some uh, some companies just can't target those people. Um, so I guess that's kind of the first question around the demographics, what sort of audiences are on there, but also it'd be mm -hmm. good to get an idea of you know, what sort of brands and businesses have you seen um, performing well using uh, TikTok? Totally. Yeah, both great questions. I would say uh, with the first point, uh, it's actually pretty interesting because, yeah, to your point about, you know, many brands do not want to target um, what they believe are, you know, tweens or those, you know, young teenagers um, who have no buying power. Um, but over the course of, you know, the time that Optimal Agency has spent on the platform, you know, we've been very fortunate to work closely with the TikTok team and their um their you know account managers and brand partnerships managers um so we have access to quite a bit of data in terms of demographics and i can tell you that you know i, I can't give specifics but about a third of the platform in terms of user base is between the ages of 13 and 17 years old so that is quite a, a big chunk you're absolutely right i think it's you know hard to find that big of a chunk on any other platform unless you're looking at something like snapchat uh, when it comes to users you know, in the 33% range are between 13 and 17. That's kind of hard to find. But, you know, that gives us a lot of opportunity for the rest of the age demos that are out there. So another third of the, the user base is between 18 and 24 years old, which is, you know, the bread and butter of where you want to be when it comes to, you know, those, those late Gen Zers and those early millennials that has the buying power that are, you know, the urban professionals and they you know the hat they have the tech jobs and those are the people that a lot of brands are typically wanting to go after um and then we're actually finding that the fastest growing segment on tiktok is between 
24 and 34 years old. So between that age gap, you know, we're, we're seeing that there's a explosive amount of growth in terms of the amount of users that are coming onto the platform that are between 24 to 34. They have the buying power. They have the corporate jobs. They're working in tech. They know what's trending and they are ultimately going to be the customers that are providing you the uh, the liquidity that you're looking for when it comes to you know brand awareness, when it comes to making conversions and sales on the platform. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think you know that that segment there of kind of 20, 24, 25 to you know mid thirties is mm-hmm. like the I guess the social media generation in a way. You know, that's the group that grew up with. Uh, or, you know, discovered, well, not discovered, but yeah, grew up with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and mm-hmm. Vine as well. You know, Vine was a big thing. And I, I imagine there is a, a big appeal on TikTok to those people who were really, really big on Vine as well. Absolutely. So to your point, they're very used to the paradigm shifts. They're used to seeing, you know, new technologies evolve, um, come into yeah. the marketplace, you know, like Vine, you either fall flat or you develop a user base um, at a quick enough rate to maintain your stability within the market and ensure you know dominance from a platform standpoint. So I agree with you there, Will. Yeah, and I think the key thing you said there was uh, they're used to seeing these platforms and technology evolve. So it's mm-hmm. not there's not actually that much new about TikTok. It's just a new social media platform that does things in a different way, in its own unique way. But actually, it's just taking kind of concepts that are dotted around and putting it in one app. So while it is a new thing, you know, it's it's not like a completely new, uh, never seen before uh, phenomenon. You know, uh, an an app that has lots of video content, user generated video content. Um, it's just done it really well in a really uh, kind of unique way. Absolutely. 100% agreed there. So, you know, TikTok, uh, they are unapologetically, you know, taking the bits and pieces from the social media realm that they wanted to incorporate into their app that they feel like would drive the most growth possible for the company. So TikTok is very smart in that regard. And that actually ties closely into what they're doing from an advertising standpoint. Um, so TikTok, uh, to many people's disbelief, it's actually very similar when looking at the back end uh, of the media buying platform. So TikTok's ads manager, it looks eerily similar to Facebook's ads manager. And it's pretty much a combination between Facebook's ads manager and Google's, you know, AdWords, if you were buying on a PPC uh, type of platform, they basically combine the two. So it's not unfamiliar to advertisers from that standpoint when looking to buy media. And it's also not unfamiliar to the regular user who's accustomed to, you know, social media platforms. So they made it very, you know, much approachable and relatable so that users can feel comfortable using it without much of a learning gap. But also you can do things in a a different way. You know, like I mentioned earlier, TikTok is just a different beast in that everyone is looking to be entertained. That is the um, currency there on the platform. You're looking for entertainment. So whereas on Instagram, for example, people are scrolling and everything is in linear sequential order, dealing with time, 
right? So if you posted something a week ago on Instagram, it's probably not going to show up within a person's feed today. Whereas on TikTok, it doesn't matter when you posted this content. If it's popular and trending, it's going to show up in your feed. So people are less you know, inclined to you know, worry about when they post things and post more content on TikTok as opposed to Instagram. You're just looking for those best, you know, shiny, most vibrant moments that's going to, you know, get your content the most likes within that day or two window. On TikTok, it doesn't matter. You know, content can trend at any given moment. So users are more inclined to post a lot more of it. Um, but from an advertiser standpoint, you know, it, it's very easy to, to buy media. Um, but the tricky part is how can you make your ads stand out? How can you make them feel native to the platform? How can you ensure that your ad is not going to be skipped over, you know, or someone's eyes are going to glaze over when viewing the content that you're putting in front of them? So that's kind of the, the area in which we're looking to um, explore as an agency because we know that, you know, 60% of um, the potential customers buying decision is based purely on the creative that they're viewing. So if they're viewing terrible creative, that's not really resonating with them. There's no real reason to, you know, click the call to action button. So being intentional about the creative that you're posting from an ad perspective um, is super important. And I think, you know, that can definitely be a conversation because creator content, influencer content, um, which is also known as, you know, brand collaborations or product sponsorships are going to be huge on the TikTok platform. Yeah, cool. So I guess um, focusing on that a bit more then, um, you know, when you, I guess, like, well, start with a new client on TikTok. Um, so do, I, I can't remember if you mentioned this before, but do, does a client have to be approved by TikTok at the moment? So even if they're working through you? Yep. So prior to July 7th, you needed to have a, an exclusive um, partnership with TikTok to get access to the platform. Um, but they have since opened up their ad buying platform. So now anyone can get access to, you know, an ad account and begin running ads. Also, you know, TikTok is um, providing a $300 ad credit for any new ad account that's created. So if you go in, you create an ad account and you say that you want to run ads and you provide, you know, your business information, you could actually get $300 in free ad credits just to test the platform. So, you know, you no longer have to go through an exclusive partner anymore. But, you know, there, there are some nuances that you want to uh, be aware of when getting involved on the platform um, without having a partner. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, what are the first things you do when, when starting with a new client? Um, mm -hmm. Some things you'd recommend people consider if they're looking to get into TikTok ads. Absolutely. So first things first is ensuring that your house is in order by uh, laying a really great foundation for your website. Um, this, you know, everyone knows about the, the Facebook pixel. Um, you're probably familiar, you know, with the, the piece of code that goes on your website that can easily match, you know, whoever has gone to your website, it can match you with your um, social media identity. Um, in order to do that matching, you use something called a pixel, which is a small piece of code that gets embedded on your website. Um, the Facebook pixel is, you know, it, it's been developed for the last 15 years or so. So they have it down packed and it works really well. On TikTok, however, the pixel needs a little tender love and care. 
um, before it can be as accurate as you would like it to be for a performance advertiser. When you're a brand advertiser, you know, you're looking to get the most amount of reach and exposure possible. Um, you're not really worried about the amount of, you know, matching that you're going to get from your, your website because you're not looking to make as many purchases. But for performance advertisers, you know, having that pixel implemented as, um, as appropriately and uh, accurately as possible is going to be key here. So we're actually developing, you know, a proprietary technology that allows um, our clients to implement the pixel so that it fires in the exact same way as Facebook's pixel. And what this does is allow um, each ad that's being pushed into the, uh, the TikTok feed has what's called an ad quality ranking or a creative quality ranking, which means you know, it, it's looking at the ratio of the amount of clicks versus the amount of purchases. So you wanna ensure that the ratio stays pretty tight so that you, know, you have a high um, click-through ratio and a high conversion ratio. And that conversion ratio is what powers um, your ad to the top. If you have a high conversion ratio, you know, which just means that um, you're getting a lot of clicks, but also getting a lot of purchases from those clicks, then your ad is much more likely to win in the auction. However, TikTok's um, pixel isn't currently designed to limit the amount of um, clicks that it's showing. So for example, let's say you had a, you know, a mug, right? You were selling mugs and coffee glasses and you had these mugs and coffee glasses in different colors, right? So each color would be a different skew. The way that TikTok Pixel currently functions is that if you were to click through each different color skew of that coffee mug or tumbler, it's actually increasing the amount of clicks that you're getting where the conversion might still be one. You, you might click through 10 different colors for one conversion. So that's increasing, you know, that, that ratio there to where it's not looking like your ad is very much appealing or you're not getting as many conversions um, as your website would um, or as TikTok would deem appropriate for you to have a, a good quality ad that's shown to the masses. Sorry, just uh, jump in there. Um, when you say clicking on different colors, do you mean on the ad, they would show the different colors. And so each click on a color is counted. Or do you mean when someone lands on the website and they switch between colors on the website, it counts those clicks? Yep, perfectly. So on the website, on the okay. website is where that, that pixel is installed. So when you're, you know, a user is just browsing and clicking through different color skews to see the one that they want, that's increasing, you know, the amount of pixel fires that's going into the TikTok system. So if you were like a fashion site, for example, if someone switched the size of the item they're looking for. Exactly. Okay, exactly. So, yeah. so if you're changing around and poking around, which users are likely to be doing because, you know, they have to find the item that they love. Um, but unfortunately, you know, if you don't have that pixel set up uh, accurately, it's going to negatively impact your ad quality ranking because it looks like, you know, there's just a lot more activity going on with less conversions. So you want to ensure that there's a, a very tight window between, you know, when someone looks at a product, it's called a product view. Um, and then when they go and they complete payment or submit their credit card information to purchase. Okay. Yeah. 
Yep. So that's number one. You want to ensure that that pixel is implemented correctly. Um, secondly, you know, you want to ensure that you have a strong pipeline of creative assets, right? This is going to look um, this is going to look different for many different types of advertisers, but essentially, ad fatigue on the TikTok platform um, is a very real thing. Users tend to get um, tired of seeing the same ads over and over. Um, and that ad fatigue sets in at a faster rate than it does on an Instagram or a Facebook or a Snapchat. So you want to ensure that you're keeping a fresh pipeline of content so that you're constantly putting new pieces of content in front of users so that they're much more likely to convert on your ads. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. In terms of content, does it need to, do your advertising, does your advertising content need to be like what you'd consider TikTok content or can you, is it just kind of the format that you need? Like that short video, it's not short, is it actually on TikTok? Uh, you know, that video content, um, mm-hmm. but it can be quite clearly more advertising. It's a little bit of both of those. You want to ensure that it's vertically oriented and short form. We try not to make any videos that are longer than 15 to 20 seconds, just because we know that the average attention span and the average time of um, that a user spends with content on most platforms where videos are showed are about 15 seconds. So 15 seconds vertically oriented so that it's taken up majority of the real estate on a user's phone screen. But then on the opposite side of the spectrum, there's the the creative component. And this is very important because we're finding that you you have to be privy to the trends that are going on. You have to make content that that resonates with your target audience. So if you're targeting, for example, 18 to 24-year-olds, it's probably best to use... uh, you know, an actor or uh, an actress or a model or, you know, an influencer or creator that looks like your target audience and that, you know, has the same lingo as your target audience. And, you know, it sounds like them and it's a lot more relatable. Um, And then secondly, you know, or I guess third, this person that you're using as a creator or influencer for you, whether they're a model or actress or just, you know, an emerging creator, you want to ensure that they're, entertaining. You want to ensure that they're, you know, not speaking in a monotone um, voice on the platform because users, like I said, they're looking at, you know, your ad is going to be in between dances. You're going to be in between lip syncing. You're going to be in between people playing pranks on their significant others and their family members. You know, you have to consider the, the, uh, the premise of where you're placing your ad. So you want to ensure that it doesn't feel like an ad. Um, you don't want to show just a slideshow with, you know, really descriptive wording um, or, you know, some type of monotone ad that feels like a TV commercial where you're just talking about the benefits and the features of a specific product or a service. Um, you really need to make it feel like a TikTok. Um, and that's one of TikTok's big um, war cries, if you will. It's don't make ads, make TikToks. So make, you know, ads that feel like they belong in the platform. They feel like native organic content, but in the end you're ask, actually asking the user for an action, which is either a purchase or, you know, visit my website or a lead, um, something lower funnel so that you can capture that, um, that, that action. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think kind of, 
probably answered this already actually but in terms of using it as an organic channel for businesses do, do you think it's something that can work you know or is it and is it like that case that you kind of just explained really you've got to have the right person doing it and if you have that right person doing it then yes you you can create that like viral content that that does really well Mm-hmm. No, that's a great point. So we're actually finding that um, a couple of brands that we work with, um, they're able to use their organic pages and their organic profiles to A-B test creative that's going to do well as an ad, right? So what that essentially means is that on your organic unpaid um, profile, you would post what you would normally use um, as an ad see the type of engagement that it's getting from a viewership standpoint, from a uh, comment, uh, a likes, uh, a shares standpoint. And if it's doing well, then it's likely that you can then, you know, duplicate that piece of creative, pop it into an ad, and then see the dividends from that piece of creative because you were able to get the learnings from the organic side without having to pay for it. So I would say, yes, any brand that's you know, looking to get involved with TikTok, it is a great idea to start off with an organic page. Um, although it's not necessary, you can definitely get a lot of learnings from the type of content um, that you're looking to, to use as ad creative. Yeah, I suppose it, it makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, especially if, if that organic reach is there, um, as opposed to like, you know, mm-hmm. Facebook and probably probably Instagram, I think, where the organic reach is really, really like dying out. Um, right. If you, yeah, if, if, if you've got the option there to actually get that, uh, get that exposure, that interaction and, and those views on TikTok with organic content, then yeah, you mm-hmm. would just kind of test it out, see what, see what you think is going to work and then mm-hmm. start putting money behind it. Totally. Yeah. Great point there. So it, when thinking about platforms like Facebook and Instagram, you know, it's, it's a follower, um, it's a follower ecosystem in the sense that you need to follow someone or you need to like their page in order to see the content that they're posting. Whereas, you know, TikTok flipped that on its head so that you're actually doing more exploration on TikTok and you don't really have to follow anyone to see content. Right. So on TikTok, you have the ability to discover a lot more content that you wouldn't normally see because it has an algorithm that's, you know, constantly allowing you to, you know, see things that you wouldn't normally follow so that, you know, you, you never know what you might discover. You never know what you might like. So it, it's in a position to push out new content in front of you um, that, you know, you don't necessarily have to follow that page. So for you know, a, a business being on the platform that actually works to your advantage because if you were to post, let's say you were to start off today with a profile that has zero followers, zero likes, you know, zero engagement, and you just started to post content, even though you don't have any followers on your page, you still have an equal opportunity to get that content in front of users who are likely to resonate with it, which would allow you to in turn grow your content or sorry, grow your page. Yeah, I, I imagine that it, TikTok will kind of drip feed your content out to a like a handful of people, basically. And if you get some engagement there, it will kind of widen your reach and show it to more. And then, Absolutely. you know, if it picks up and they think, yeah, cool, this is good, it just goes, right, you can have whatever you want, really. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So similar in the same vein that I was mentioning earlier with the, you know, the ad quality ranking where it's looking at the conversion rate on your website, the similar thing is happening on the organic side with the organic algorithm. You know, if people are liking and commenting and sharing your post, that means it's actually engaging. It's entertaining. It's content that people want to see. So it's what rises to the top um, in the, you know, the feed section, the for you page on TikTok. So aside from, I guess, creating bad content uh, and maybe mm-hmm. focusing too much on like making it an ad. Are there any big or common mistakes you're seeing brands make on TikTok? Yeah. So from, again, a performance marketing, like a technical standpoint, there are a couple key differences between um, TikTok and let's say just other traditional digital platforms like, you know, Facebook, Instagram, or like, you know, a Snapchat or a Pinterest. Um, one of them being, uh, there's a very strict attribution model on TikTok. So I'll try to explain this in the clearest way possible, but essentially you only have one session to complete a purchase where TikTok will take credit for that purchase occurring. So let's say again, with the fashion example, if you were to see, you know, uh, an ad for a t-shirt, and you were to, to click through that ad and go to the call to action, you were to go to the landing page and make a purchase for TikTok, you know, TikTok will take credit for that purchase. However, if you were to see that, you know, fashion ad today, you were to click the call to action, you were to, you know, view the product, but you didn't make a purchase until three days later, TikTok will not take credit for that purchase. So they have a single session attribution on TikTok, which means that they're not getting credit for a lot of the purchases that are happening later down the line after someone has already closed out of the ad. Right. Okay. So um, what's what's the term for it? I think, you know, Facebook and Google use it. It's that, it is that kind of uh, later stage. Yeah, it's called an attribution window. Window Click through attribution, view through attribution. View through, um, but Yep, view through attribution, and TikTok has a single session attribution. So on Facebook, you know, you can go all the way up to 28 days. So if you were to see an ad today on Facebook, but you didn't make a purchase until 27 days later, take, uh, sorry, Facebook will still take credit for driving that purchase. Whereas on TikTok, you're not seeing that same level of attribution. So it's important, you know, to set up um, ways that could actually Um, provide a more sophisticated attribution model. So we have a lot of, you know, advertisers that we work with that um, they would provide a post-purchase survey. So for example, you were to purchase that shirt. Um, The survey would come via email or via text or, you know, immediately on the website that asks, how did you hear about us? You know, just a one question survey. How did you hear about us? Was it Facebook? You know, was it TikTok? Was it Google? And then from that point on, you can get a better understanding of where that um, purchase was being driven from. We also have some advertisers that utilize um, promotional codes. So let's say you were running a discount and you were discounting your services with a promo code. That promo code would be specific to the TikTok platform. And you could therefore um, track all of the purchases that's happening on behalf of your TikTok campaign. Yeah, I mean, so that, yeah. I, I know from, from my experience, that's it doesn't quite work like that. Uh, your, your discount codes always always spread. Um, but yeah, so I guess basically what you're saying is, at the moment, 
it is kind of on, on you as the brand to make sure you are aware of that and taking some sort of action to to get to get a better view on those on those transactions and you know e- even if something does happen a few days later you can say well we we know that uh tiktok did send uh you know this this traffic um tiktok's not claiming it but we can see through our own analytics or whatever tracking that uh we're, we're pretty confident it did and therefore you just kind of need to do your own little calculations on cpas and things to say well actually yeah we're you know the cpa is half or hopefully not half but you know the cpa is a lot lower um than than tiktok is saying because we know these people are are tiktok driven absolutely so yes you want to ensure that you're comparing apples to apples and one thing that we're seeing will is that tiktok is actually outperforming the larger digital channels so what i mean by that is when you know, going into your Facebook ads manager in order to find your benchmarks and your KPIs that you want to use to compare TikTok's effectiveness, you want to change your attribution window to the, you know, the click attribution. So one day click. Therefore, you're looking at a 24 hour window um, on Facebook. So all purchases that occurred within 24 hours on Facebook. And then on the TikTok side, you know, you're looking at all purchases that occurred within that single session. And then that's how we're coming up with benchmarks to understand what is that average cost per purchase on Facebook. Let's just say it's $10. If we can get a cost per purchase of $10 on TikTok, we're golden, right? Because we know that it's effectively driving purchases at the exact same efficiency as Facebook, which is a large you know, platform that's been around for years. So if we can do that on TikTok, we know that something is working, whether we're seeing higher click-through rates on TikTok, whether we're seeing, you know, a very low cost per thousand impressions on TikToks, which allows us to, you know, fire more ammunition and increase our probability of uh, generating a conversion. Um, We know that those things are occurring on TikTok. So it's a very great, you know, upper funnel play in terms of getting your brand out there. But it's also a very great performance play because we're seeing that cost per actions are coming in at a more efficient rate than Facebook and Instagram. And I know that's a big claim. It's probably going to shock a lot of people. Um, but, you know, it, TikTok hasn't gotten to the level of um, brand and advertiser com- competition yet. So there are far fewer advertisers on the TikTok platform than there are on Facebook. With all of the increased competition that we're seeing on the Facebook side, you know, and the economies of scale that actually means that for each incremental conversion that we're getting, we're going to be paying more on a cost per action basis. That's driving up costs on Facebook. So there are some legitimate reasons as to why you need to diversify your ad spend budget to platforms like TikTok, which are undervalued right now because there's far less advertiser competition, which means that the auction and delivery platform will be a lot more efficient for you to um, get your ad to the the top of people's um, feed so that you're gathering the impression, so that you're gathering the page view and that you're gathering that purchase at a far more um, affordable rate than most of these other platforms today. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, well, you know, kind of related to the content, really, I guess, 
I think mm-hmm. possibly what we see is now, now that they've kind of opened up to to anyone, you'll get a bunch of advertisers who throw away money on TikTok because they try to advertise on it. You know, like yeah. like with salesy adverts, they will throw mm-hmm. money away and they will say TikTok doesn't work; it's a waste of money. Then you'll get those brands who do it well, um, and they will, you know, their the content is good and their ads will perform well, but. I think for a while, and this is just speculation, but I I would imagine for a while that's going to be such a small set of companies because the type of content and the, I guess, the effort you have to go to for TikTok is so much different to the other platforms. So it's not just, you know, you you can't just have your performance marketing guy uh, who's running PPC and Facebook suddenly pick up TikTok. Because it's a whole different content, isn't it? That that is correct. That is spot on. So, you know, there are far less levers that you can pull from a performance advertising standpoint that are going to generate, you know, a significant increase in outcomes that you're looking for, such as you know purchases or leads um, or website traffic. So, you know, there's only but so many levers that you can pull on the platforms. The next best thing that you can do is to enhance your creative so that it feels organic. It feels native. It actually resonates and speaks to the end user and it drives them to one, you know, have affinity for your brand. And then two, it encourages them to make a purchase and to support your brand by buying the product that, you know, appeals to them. So, Again, you know, creative accounts for 60% of the consumer's buying decision. And on TikTok, we haven't seen the data yet, but I'm fairly certain that it's a lot higher than 60% because that, you know, that's what you're viewing. That is your first interaction with the brand. And if they don't like your creative, there's a high likelihood that they're just going to watch it for one, two two seconds, and then keep on swiping when they know that it's an ad. So you have to make it feel like organic content. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, obviously, we'll see what happens when, you know, I guess, more complex brands and, and products get on there. Because um, obviously, you know, the creative will catch attention, but there's there might be so many more steps uh, people need to take. So, you know, I imagine absolutely. that uh, that influence on the, of the creative will will drop a bit for those sort of products. Um, what do you think uh, the big trends will be for TikTok over the next 12 to 18 months? Yeah. So that's an interesting thought because we are seeing that uh, trend acceleration occurs you know, a lot faster on TikTok than many other platforms that we've ever experienced. So let me give you an, an example, right? There's a challenge called the, the wipe it down challenge, which it combines, you know, audio. So there's a song called wipe it down. And then there's an actual behavioral component, which all of the users are partaking in this trend. It's essentially, you know, users that are listening to this music, um, they're spraying, you know, a, a mirror cleaner on their bathroom mirror, and then they're wiping down the mirror. And then once their arm like crosses the camera so that you can no longer see them, they transform into a totally different person. So when you see them again, they're you know all made up. A lot of girls like to put on makeup and change their outfits. Um, guys are doing the exact same thing. Um, but it, it is a viral 
challenge, if you will, and it's something that's currently trending. Um, this trend, you know, started maybe about three weeks ago, and now it's starting to to die down, and people are on to the the next big thing. So trends come, you know, they explode for a very short amount of time, and they reach their peak probably within you know two to three weeks of being on the platform, and then they start to die down, and users are already on to the next thing, so that they can you know find that next emerging wave of content that's going to be prevalent for the platform. Uh, I suppose uh, with that sort of content, like once you've done one, you're kind of done with mm-hmm. it. And once you've seen, yeah. I don't know, like a dozen, you're also mm-hmm. probably done with like consuming it as well. Exactly. And that, you know, that goes for lip syncing, that goes for the pranks, that goes for the hashtag challenges. Um, those things are constantly going to sprout up and die down. But from an advertising standpoint, you need to ensure that you are nimble enough, you are dynamic enough in your ad creation flow to be able to get involved with these trends early on so that you're not, you know, at week three trying to get involved with this challenge and people are already on to the next thing. You have to ensure that, you know, you're not looking for overly produced content that's going to take you two to three weeks to produce because what's on TikTok is pretty raw. In that there is very low, you know, quality, um, low editing um, needs that take place for these pieces of creative that's pumped out there. So you have to be quick, you have to be nimble, you have to know what's going on, and you have to just get it out there um, because you know this is what users are doing on the organic side. They don't want to see overly produced creative, so you have to just be really quick from that standpoint. But in regard to like other things that are actually emerging on the platform. You know, gaming, gaming is going to be huge on TikTok. Um, The platform is currently looking to increase their efforts within live content. If you're familiar with uh, platforms like Twitch or, you know, other streaming platforms where you can watch um, gaming uh, influencers basically show their screen and involve themselves in gameplay and live action gameplay. Um, TikTok is looking to get involved in this scene very heavily, um, and they're taking their first few steps in terms of um, users being able to go live. So you can now watch users live on the platform, and then in the future, you'll be able to watch them stream their content from their gaming consoles. Um, And that's one thing that Kevin, uh, their new CEO who came from Disney, uh, that is one of his biggest... um, responsibilities is to ensure that live and gaming is a, a, a big area for you know TikTok to actually grow their business and their monetization model. Um, so we are looking at you know getting involved with more gamers so that once there are brands willing to go to market and um, tap the shoulders of creators who can play their video games on live uh, broadcasts, we'd be able to have those creators um, on tap for those brands. We're also looking at bringing more gaming clients on board who can take part in this gaming atmosphere and environment that TikTok is looking to grow for their business. Okay, yeah, sounds uh, like really interesting stuff. I mean, yeah, like live live video and streaming is mm-hmm. is another area which is just getting bigger and bigger. I mean, um, was it Amazon bought Twitch? Yeah, um, exactly. Well, like la- exactly. when was that? Last year, year before? Yeah, I don't quite remember the time frame, but it was very recently. And Amazon, you know, they they were smart to do so. You know, yeah. Twitch 
is just blowing up, uh, especially during this year. Again, with you know the stay-at-home orders, everyone is looking to get you know their entertainment, their content from some place. Um, you know, unfortunately, Netflix can't have the entire share of the market, so there's going to need to be some other um, competitors out there. And I think you know TikTok is going to position themselves as a very strong competitor within this marketplace. Yeah, definitely, and I think. Um yeah, on, on Twitch, I know of one or two brands already that who are um, who have kind of they've, they've come out of nowhere um, in terms of their like social media sort of presence, and they're just they're absolutely killing it on Twitch because they've got they have got a great community and it's it's a really easy platform for anyone to just join and watch, isn't it? Like you don't have to you don't actually have to download an app, create an account, or all that stuff. So they're they're doing really well there. So yeah, it'd be um, interesting to see where it goes with TikTok as well. Certainly, yes. I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen in that space. It's definitely, you know, where we're looking to double down and spend a lot of our time as an agency, as we know that, you know, gaming pretty much leads um, many different trends, not even from a gaming standpoint, but a lot of time gaming companies are producing the technologies that we need to um, enhance the computing power of our machines. So, you know, gamers just happen to be on the front end of the the consumer product that everyone's seeing and being involved with, but also from a technological standpoint, the gaming companies um, are producing the, you know, the chips and the the engineering power that we need to continue to um, do the things from a, a computing standpoint um, and get faster and, you know, better at uh, the, you know, technology as a whole. So that's one area I would say, you know, the second one that I'm actually predicting to, to become a big player on TikTok when it comes to their emerging technology would be marketplaces. So similar to you know Facebook Marketplace and users having the ability to make a purchase directly on the Facebook platform, I think that is a very important area to be in and would only make sense for TikTok to evolve into a place where they have you know a commerce platform directly integrated within TikTok that allows users to explore all of the products that they either seen in an ad or that, you know, advertisers want to show within the marketplace um, and allow users to check out using the the TikTok platform instead of having to go to a brand's website. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? You know, I'm all about conversion rates, user experience and things mm-hmm. and, you know, making it as easy as possible for the consumer. And if, if they can buy something within TikTok or Instagram or, or Facebook within a couple of clicks um, because they want it and you don't have to move them from that platform. They don't have to, you know, they don't have to go and set up a new account with this retailer and fill in all their billing details and everything. It's, it's going to speed up. You know, the, I imagine the conversion rates on that would be, would be pretty insane. Totally. Yes. Um, I would say, yes, you eliminate the friction and you can absolutely see an increase in conversion rates. I 100% agree there. Great. So, uh, yeah, just before we, we end then, um, do you see there a particular marketing channel or tactic that you feel is quite underused and that uh, more brands could be, could be jumping on? Absolutely. So I think a lot of brands, um, we, we work with some pretty like luxury brands that have a high price point, right? So we're seeing that for TikTok specifically, um, a lot of users are um, impulse buyers. They're looking for products that are um, 
relatively affordable, uh, ones that they can easily adopt and not have to think much about from a financial or monetary standpoint. So in terms of like how brands can actively adopt the TikTok platform if they are on the higher end or have higher price points, I think, you know, we're seeing a lot of brands either produce an entirely new product line that is specific to, you know, those more impulse type of buys that can occur at a lower price point, or, you know, in general, lower their um, prices so that they're getting into this arena with the, the Gen Zers who may not have uh, much money. And I'm not sure if I'm answering that that question quite. I, I get it. If, if I've got that correct, what you mean is um, brands like introducing mm-hmm. kind of new products, which are basically like like lead generation or, or loss leading products to, to get that first purchase, get the customer in, and then they can kind of I guess, like nurture them a bit more and sell them the high value products. Absolutely. So you have to get them in the door. Like brands are starting to introduce those more introductory level products. Um, For example, we have an eyewear company um, that is now introducing an overbuilt sock that can never, you know, get holes in them. Um, And this is one of their more introductory products um, that allows customers to still get a feel for the brand. They get a feel for the level of quality but they're not paying the $300 price tag for those sunglasses. Instead, they might be paying $25 for a pair of socks that are never going to be destroyed. Um, So we're seeing a lot of brands take this step where they're kind of working backwards. They know their um, industry and their verticals really well, but then they want to create a a product that is on the high end, but not quite as expensive as their other products. But this, to your point, Will, it nurtures the consumer so that they're getting in, you know, they're learning more about the brand and they're likely to become, you know, a lifetime consumer and increase their lifetime value over time. Yeah, I mean, I suppose this is where things like um, free plus shipping comes into it. And I think, I, I, I don't really recall ever seeing this done particularly well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it generally is used as a bit of a scammy um, way to get money off people because the shipping charge is always... Uh, always kind of covers the shipping cost and the product. Um, so people right. just try and sell loads of these really cheap and they're always always bad products. But it's an idea that you could use. You don't have to go free plus shipping, but just the idea of using something which is really low value um, mm-hmm. but, but going to grab attention. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I've seen that model and I've also seen uh, one that works relatively well is try on at home. So, you know, basically providing a a money back guarantee um, so that if a a consumer wants to try on a pair of pants or to try on a pair of, you know, sunglasses, they can do that in the comfort of their own home and also have the freedom and flexibility to ship that product back at no cost uh, to the consumer if they don't like the product. So this is a very good way to, again, get your toes wet, see if you actually like the product, feel it out. Um, and then not have to make a serious commitment. But it's also a way for brands to ensure that they're getting their products in front of consumers if it's not happening within a retail shop. Yeah, absolutely. Com- completely agree. Uh, well, Khalil, this has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, really, really interesting stuff. Um, I think it's going to be really, really uh, exciting seeing how brands take to TikTok, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the types of content we see. And, and and the types of brands that do really well. So, um, yeah, this has been really great. Thank you. If people want to get in touch or find out more, how, how can they do so? 
Certainly. Yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me, Will. Um, if you want to get in touch with us and you're interested in taking this TikTok thing to the next level or in Facebook ads, uh, you can reach us at optimalagency.io. And you know, on there, you can submit a form for a consultation. We offer free consultations so that anyone can just ask their questions, you know, learn more about the services that we provide and how we can help them. Very low risk, no risk at all. Uh, but yeah, optimalagency.io is how you can reach us. So if you're looking for a new channel to explore, it's definitely worth checking out TikTok. Just remember, you've got to make tailored content for it. And it is video based. So the effort and expense is going to be a bit more than platforms like Google and Facebook. However, there's also an advantage in that. There are plenty of brands who won't be able to make that investment or won't want to. So they won't, they won't try or poor performance is going to force them out because they use uh, poor content. They don't tailor their content for the platform. So if you're willing to put the time and effort in and some money behind it, there's a good chance you'd really be able to exploit this new channel and make a lot of money. If you want to learn more about TikTok advertising, reach out to Cleal on LinkedIn or go to uh, optimalagency.io. And of course, if you've got a topic to request or would like an intro to any guests, just drop an email to will at customerswhoclick.com. In the next episode, I've got Michael DeCosta from Leadu explaining how to use in-page chatbots to drive leads and improve conversion. But until then, keep those customers clicking. Yeah.